It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Sunday. Six to time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. It's a Friday, and I'm glad you made it. As far as I'm concerned, it's going to be a good day. Now, we did get some weather last night. As you heard in your day weather forecast from Don Day, you did get some weather out there. Snow came down in some places. How much really depends on where you are, but everybody got a little something anyway. So the roads are slick. You know the drill with that? Okay. Don Day's extended forecast, 645. He's on with me live at 745. And you can expect... Although the weekend's supposed to be really nice, you can expect just more of these little systems to continue today, next week, and so on. Which is good because a lot of the snow that came down came down on some mountain areas that needed extra snow. Uh, Really, most of the country has been involved in a heavy winter. We, especially in the south, uh, well, central eastern and northeastern part of Wyoming and and some other surrounding areas have just been in this bubble where we've missed quite a bit of it. But not to say we're not going to catch up because as Don Day explained yesterday, the weather around this time of year as we get into February, March and so on, that's when things get wet. And so we're in for a whole bunch of changes here. Today's show is sponsored by Velcro Shoelaces. Work like shoelaces, attach like Velcro, one product and twice the hassle. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, true. You ever try to tie those things? They stick all the... It's just horrible. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Okay, first off, thanks to everybody from across Wyoming. Sheridan's jumping in to help out. So yeah, earlier this week, began the week by telling you the story of the Sheridan police officer killed in the line of duty. So somebody, well, some, several people asked me yesterday while I was on air, where can we go to help? Because this gentleman left a wife and a young kid behind. Where can we go to help? Well, actually, that's available. One of the What I did was I brought all the information together for you. I know if you have the app, Miss Mary will alert it out at some point. Other than that, just go to the Wake Up Wyoming website and you'll see it there. So there's a story about this. But also it includes information on where you can go ahead and send help, uh, financial, whatever it might be, to the wife and child that this officer unfortunately left behind. Now, another thing I was worried about yesterday. So in order to get at the suspect who had killed the officer, he had barricaded himself in somebody's house in Sheridan. 30 hours go by, then more. And police have just had enough. And so they're trying to figure out how to get this guy out. 
they have shot into the house flash bang grenades, tear gas. Nothing was working. They even uh, blew open the front door of the house with a water cannon. Couldn't get him out. Somebody did call out, they thought, because neighbors were watching all of this. They thought he, they saw him up in the attic. So, okay, they show up with this big excavator, you know, big arms sticking out there and pull up. And, yeah, I think I've, from what I understand, the guy might have taken a shot at the machine. But anyway, uh, so they just start ripping the house open. You're not going to come out of the house. We're going to open it like a can of sardines. This is where the suspect finally fled. Because the house is literally being torn down around him. And while trying to get away from police, he was shot and killed. All right. The question I had yesterday is, wow, that poor homeowner. Because the suspect was not hiding in his own house. That was somebody else's house. That poor homeowner. What now? When you look at the condition of the house, wow, they tore it up. I mean, they really opened that sucker up. Who pays for the police department going to pay for that? City going to pay for that? Usually, cities and police departments have something in their law that says, no, we don't pay for that kind of damage. We do what we got to do, but we're not going to pay for the damage. How do you explain that to your insurance company? All right, here's what's happening. Starting with the citizens of Sheridan on a Facebook page, which is Sheridan Ransom Raves. You go there, and there are people meeting up. They're talking with contractors. They're having meetings. They're raising money. So this will help. The house was not a huge house. There's an area, if you're familiar with Sheridan, there's an area of just these cute little houses. That's right near the downtown area. Just these cute little houses. That's what we're talking about here. But still, though, it had a you know an attic and upstairs and all that kind of stuff to it. So uh, this is a lot. The whole place is done. It, it has to be bulldozed and rebuilt. So the people of Sheridan are getting together and pooling their resources, trying to gather money together, talking to contractors. What can we do for this poor homeowner? Through no fault of their of their own, they're just out of a house. Now, if the police department or the city get involved, I don't know. I think they should. They really should. But we'll see what happens there. If you would like information on how to help the police officer or these poor people who lost their home, that information is on the Wake Up Wyoming website. I put an article up there. You'll see a picture of the police officer and Wyoming rushes to aid family of fallen officer and more is the title I have it at, at, at the moment anyway. So you'll be able to just click on that and get all the information that you need to see what kind of help you can offer this family. Glad that they got their suspect, the police did. As far as what tactics they use, I looked at it and thought, okay, I'm not sure. On the one hand, they don't want to go rushing in because if the guy's well-armed, they can rush him, but they're probably going to lose some police officers doing it, so they don't want to do that, right? It's often made me wonder, you know, people can sit back and armchair quarterback and be critical, but what do you do? What do you do in that case? If you're the police chief, if you send your men rushing in, you might lose a couple of them. Okay? The guy's well-armed. And it's really easy to sit back in a position in the shadows of the protection of the house.
and just start shooting at people who are rushing across the open front yard and backyard and side yards and all that. So it's it's easy, and that's why this police officer was killed in the first place. It's easy to ambush something when, you know, the ambusher is in hiding and the person being ambushed is out in the open. That's easy. Anybody can do that. So if you don't want to put your officers at risk like that, then what do you do? And after a 30-hour standoff, dear Lord. Now, I've seen in some police departments, they've stood off a lot longer than that. They just waited because sooner or later, the person's going to run out of food. I know typically they shut off, and I don't know what the Sheridan Police Department, I'm not trying to be critical of the Sheridan Police Department. I'm just looking at it thinking, I've often watched situations like this and wondered, if I was the police chief, what would I do? Well, shut off the water, that's sure. Shut off the electricity, okay. And oftentimes they keep the lights and noise on to deprive this person of any kind of sleep because that's that really harms them in being able to function after they've had very little sleep over a period of time. So the food runs out, there's no water, lights and loud noise shining. At one at what point does this person come out, give up, surrender? What what's the case? What do they do? And at what point, as a police chief, do you finally say, okay, that's enough? That's just enough. Which is what they did in this case when they ordered in the machine to just start ripping open the house. I think the police chief in this case was just saying, that's just enough. Always thought that was an interesting question that I don't have a an answer for. It's, again, it's easy to armchair quarterback it. It really is. Welcome to Woke Radio W. Okay. Let's look at today's calendar and see what we're offended by. Or you can go outside and play by ear. Just make sure everybody feels as miserable as you. Got something to say? Call 888-97-WOODS or chat with Glenn on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app from K2 Radio. Twenty-three is the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Okay, I had to go back and correct the story. This was frustrating for me. Several people sent me a story. There was a committee in the uh, capital in Wyoming who wanted to have a hearing about carbon sequestration and about climate change. And this time they did something a little bit different. Normally, when there's a hearing about climate change going on, you only hear one point of view. And that would be the point of view that man is causing a climate crisis and CO2 is a pollutant. And you're not allowed to hear any other point of view. If anyone ever expresses another point of view, the media doesn't even mention it unless they want to go ahead and ridicule the guy. And that's very typical. So this committee meeting, which again, several people sent me videos of this meeting. I've posted this. Was a meeting where the chair of the committee said, look, if you believe that humans are causing catastrophic climate change and CO2 is a pollutant, don't even bother speaking here. We want to hear from the opposing point of view, the opposing science. Now, I think on one hand, that's a good thing. That's really a good thing. But the bad side is it's confined to that room. Not many people are really going to hear this. I also, in looking at this, again, several people sent me the video of this meeting. But then Wyofile in Wyoming, 
It's supposed to be a news organization. I've accused them in the past of being biased. And someone in charge of Wildfile scoffed at me for calling them biased. Well, someone wrote an article. Someone from Wildfire was in this meeting and wrote an article about this. And it was just a liberal hit piece. I mean, really, it was, oh, man, it was really something. Whoever was writing this article really just uh, hated everybody in the room that had science from the opposing point of view and ridiculed them in the article. It was not a non-biased article. It was a hit piece by Wildfile. So what I did was I sat down and basically wrote a better article where I start by saying usually if there's a discussion on human-caused climate change, only those who believe in it are allowed to speak. Those who think we are in a human-caused crisis due to CO2 emissions have had an unfair advantage with today's media coverage. The opposing science was heard at a committee meeting at the Wyoming State Capitol. And then I go into what these people had to say. Then I also, Governor Gordon disagreed with this, and he had some response to it. I put what Governor Gordon had to say, plus a link to the video so you can watch the meeting. And prominent in the meeting was a group called the CO2 Coalition, which is a group that I follow. They're basically the opposing science on this. All right, so if you want to see what this was about with both pro and con on this, and it's not filled with, I mean, dear Lord, again, Wildfile, their reporter, wrote a hardcore hit piece. This person was hating everybody in that room, and it showed, and they weren't holding back. Now, to be fair about what I do here, just so you know, I this is opinion talk radio, where it's not just my opinion, it's yours. So what I do is I get on the air. And I start the conversation by telling you what I think. And then you're allowed to call in and tell me what you think and tell me why I'm wrong. I only have two rules. One, don't be vulgar. Two, don't be a jerk. Other than that, you can call in and tell me why you think I'm wrong. And we have an open conversation. So you see, I'm being very honest and open about what happens on this program. You're hearing my opinion. I want to hear yours. Wildfile sells itself as a non-biased news organization. And yet they're not. And I've said that many times about them. They are hardcore leftists. And again, when I've called them out on it, we're not leftists. We're not leftist liberal. Really? Then what was that hit piece that you put up there about this committee meeting? Because that certainly was leftist. Now, if you want to know what was actually said, not only do I do a bit of a recap on the story that I put up on the Wake Up Wyoming site, but I also include the video of the meeting. So you can just go ahead and hear what was said during this committee meeting. My only complaint about the meeting itself, the only thing I didn't like is, again, this was done with very few people in the room. And even though what was said, I thought was really good, most people will never hear it because it was a small committee meeting room in Wyoming. And what little news media was there was if if they reported on it at all, and most media outlets didn't even touch it, 
But if they did, the one that did do it, of course, writes a hit piece. So, yeah, we're having a fair discussion about this, aren't we, right? Sure we are. Coming up on 630, local news coming your way right after local news update on your weather forecast. Triple eight ninety seven woods the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. You can talk about what I'm talking about or change the subject because I'm feeling just good about that today. I mean, just go for it. Let's wake up my own. Now, Glenn Woods fits in your pocket with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Thirty-six the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Actually, Miss Mary, I'm going to continue the discussion that you and I were just having. I had another story up here, but I'm just going to put it aside for a moment. So what I was saying earlier was uh, there was this meeting that took place at the state capitol where, in this case, we always get to hear what the climate alarmists have to say. We rarely get to hear the science from the other side. And when they do speak up, either what they say is repressed, so you don't get to hear it, or they're ridiculed. All right, so here is a chance at during a Wyoming committee meeting where they said, we're just going to hear from the opposing side. We want to hear what they have to say. Uh, they can go ahead and prove their point, bring the science and so on, and show us what you got. Now, again, my my problem with this was there weren't many people in the room. And then when Wildfile goes to write a story, it's a hit piece. Now, here's a conversation Ms. Mary and I were having, which I was generally talking about on the air. Let's take a look at what I do on this program here. This is Opinion Talk Radio. So what I do as your host is I'm more of a libertarian thinker. Not totally libertarian. I call it libertarian-ish. I most agree with that point of view. Not everything, but most of it. Okay, so I get on the air and I tell you what I think. The whole point is to start a discussion, and that's when we open up the phones. Two rules. Don't be a jerk. Don't be vulgar. Other than that, I want you to call me and tell me what you think. And I actually do enjoy it when people are disagreeing with me and tell me why they think I'm wrong. And if they're good enough at it, they get to stay on the air longer. The only people I hang up on, well, just one so far. Dave from San Francisco. And that's because Dave is an obnoxious jerk. And so he doesn't last long. He's a condescending, obnoxious jerk. And he lies. So I just hang up on him. When Wildfile, and I have had occasion to drop them a note or two and heard back from the guy who manages, I guess, Wildfile. And we're we're a non-biased news organization. No, you're not. And all I ask is that you just do one of two things. This is all you have to do, one of two things. Either admit that you are leftist opinion at Wildfile. Same thing for Wyoming Public Radio and the Casper Star Tribune and the Wyoming Tribune Eagle. Just flat out admit that you deliver news from a leftist point of view. Just say it. Don't pretend that you're not biased. You are. Admit it. 
or actually deliver non-biased news. Do one or the other. Because right now you're making liars out of yourself. All right, that article from Wildfile was a total hit piece, a leftist propaganda hit piece. It was disgusting. Now, I mean that. It was really disgusting. And then they claimed to be a non-biased news organization. That's not what non-biased looks like. The article should be pulled and rewritten as a non-biased news article. Now, when I write articles on Wake Up Wyoming, there are times that I try to write the article as non-biased as possible on whatever the topic is so you can get all the facts out there. But in most occasions, again, what am I do? I, I'm a commentator. That's what I do. I get the conversation started. So I flat out say in my articles that this is my opinion. This is what I think. And I do that to get a conversation started because I believe not in censoring people, but I want to have a conversation with folks. And I want to have that conversation like adults. I don't want to get all emotional about it. I just want to sit down with adults and we can talk about why we disagree. And there's plenty of people out there. I have liberal friends, very liberal, very liberal people who are friends of mine because they're decent people. And we disagree on just about everything, but we get along just fine. Just because we disagree doesn't mean we have to treat each other like crap. And that is part of the problem I find with a lot of news media today is, and I can even say that about right-wing news media. There's a lot of, of news sites out there that are right-leaning sites. And they treat liberals in the same way that liberals in the media treat conservatives. And I look at both of them and say, if that's what you want to do, okay, just admit who you are. Don't pretend you're something else because if you're pretending you're something else, you've made a liar out of yourself. And you're not doing anyone any good by lying and pretending that you have the corner on all of the facts and everybody else. That it just You're not doing anyone any good. But worse yet, it makes a liar out of you. Wildfile. Hello, everybody. We are going to die in about 30.1 seconds, so brace for impact. Bye. Mwahahaha. You're listening to the radio. Sorry, we were busy tricking pescatarians into eating Rocky Mountain oysters. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods. 628 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming, off to the icebox we go with Frank Gambino is waiting by. So in front of me is a drawing, Frank, of the human brain. Yes, there's a, you know, right side, left side. Yeah, you know. right. Okay, well, this is uh, cut up into different parts. Okay. Let me see. Up front, way up front, the biggest part of the brain there, useless trivia. Yeah, so we we want to eliminate uh, useless the, trivia. Yeah, well, okay, Frank, you cover sports. Yeah, well, well yeah, <laughs> well, it, it's entertainment. Okay, yeah, useless trivia. Then there's this little peanut section, the tiniest part of the brain, social skills. Which could be certainly improved yes, by certainly. many, yes. many, yes. If you could switch the truth to two out, to have the social skills as big as the useless trivia and the useless trivia as big as the social yeah. skills. I think we'd be in better shape as a yeah. society. Yeah. Now, here's another massive part of the brain that I agree with. Monty Python quotes. Yes. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> there's, always, there's always one out there. Nice big section for comic books and also a huge area for cartoon theme songs. Yes. Okay. Which goes back to... 
Yes. Useless trivia. Yes. And then, of course, uh, obscure science fiction references, mm-hmm. internet memes, and then these two tiny little areas in the back of the brain for things like math and science. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I wasn't good at either, so, you know. But right. You, yeah, you, can, yeah. you can make it without those skills, but it's yeah. tough. I don't see anywhere in here for, like, language skills. I no, think a lot of no, people no. lack that. No. That's, uh, yeah, okay. So, now, if I were to take a look at Frank's brain, I think the biggest parts would be sports. Yeah. Uh, followed by sports trivia. Sports. <laughs> yeah. And, and more sports. And, yeah. and, and, and more useless Yeah, trivia. more useless sports over there. Oh, and you would have a big section in your brain that is a map of every single road, hotel, and restaurant in Wyoming. And that's not trivial. No, that's not trivial at all, but that would be a big part of your brain. In fact, I think what Google Maps ought to do in order to um, get a good, I mean, because, you know, Google Maps is often wrong, as you know. They have yeah, a lot of mistakes. Get a more accurate yes, picture. Just plug yeah. into your brain. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know what's up and down. Yeah, that's exactly right. Because I don't think when you go, when I go across state, I still, even though I know where I'm going, I still plug in Google Maps because I like to look at how many miles, how far, yeah. you know, stuff like that. And sometimes they have road construction information and stuff like that. But I bet you never even bothered. No, 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 no. The, the mileage signs are on the side of the road. Yeah, they put go. them like every 25, 30 miles or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. All right, and boys high school basketball from yesterday in 4A. Cheyenne East over Laramie, 62-57. Cheyenne Central beat Cheyenne South, 68-26. Natrona went over Campbell County, 70-56. And in 1A, KC over Midwest, 66-45. On the girls' side, it was East over Laramie, 44-38. Central beat South, 64-38. Campbell County, a 20-point win over the Trona 56-36 and Casey over Midwest 43-10. to 43-10. In boys and girls basketball later on tonight in Class 4, Kelly Walsh will be traveling to Cody. Thunder Basin will be in Casper to meet Natrona. Cheyenne East will be at Cheyenne South and Cheyenne Central will go over to Laramie. In junior college basketball from last night, the Casper College team swept Gillette College at the Erickson Gym. T-Bird women improved the 21-5 on the year with a 72-52 win as Angela Astorga led Casper Casper with 19. The Casper Red Beach led 89-82 to get to 18-8 and eight on the year. Darius Robinson had 25 points for the T-Birds. Both Casper College teams will be at Northwest DePaul on Wednesday. Now Triple C basketball teams will host Eastern Wyoming tomorrow afternoon. Men's basketball at the Division One level. The Wyoming Cowboys will be at San Jose State tomorrow. The folks have been up and down this whole season. So they're 5-6 and six in Mountain West play. 12-12 12 12 overall after a home loss to Utah State back on Wednesday. San Jose State has really struggled this year. They're 2-10 and 10 in league play at 9 and 16 overall. It's an 8 p.m. start tomorrow from San Jose, and we'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY and Laramie. Wyoming Cowgirl basketball team will be in Fort Collins tomorrow to take on Colorado State in round two of the border war. Cowgirls didn't look all that great in their loss to Boise State over the weekend, so they're 9 and 3 in Mountain West playing 14 and 9 overall. CSU is 6 and 7 in league playing 15 and 9 overall, and the Cowgirls beat the Rams in the first meeting between these two teams this season. That is a 12-30 start from the Moby Arena in Fort Collins. In high school track and field on the indoor circuit, the big Simplot games have been going on. They started yesterday and they'll go all through the weekend. A ton of Wyoming athletes are in that. The state high school boys swimming meet continues today in Laramie. The 4A finals will be this at this morning at 10 a.m. And the 3A finals will be, the 3A prelims will be later on today. And then the finals will be tomorrow. High school wrestling regional tournament statewide. The 4A West will be in Kelly Walsh and Casper. That will be tomorrow only. And 4A East will be in Gillette. 
The 3A West and the 3A East will be in Riverton and Torrington, respectively. Those Not only are those are boys' tournaments, but those are girls' tournaments as well, regardless of classification. And the 2A East will be in Tongue River, and the 2A West will be in Shoshone. The State High School Wrestling Tournament begins this Thursday in Casper. So here we go. Okay, so I just came across this ad. It just popped up in front of me. From an airline, I won't say who, mm-hmm. really poorly done. They show uh, three seats on the airplane, yeah. and it says extra wiggle room. Okay, Frank, I don't want wiggle room. I want room. Well, you have to start somewhere. Yes, okay. Because, I, as you well know, mm-hmm. where I where I sit, yeah. there's not much. Yeah, there's not a and whole lot. They call lot, that yeah. coach for yeah, to, a reason. Yeah. Oh, I, that's, I go back there, too. But, I mean, I don't want wiggle room. I want room. Don't tell me I've got extra to wiggle in. I would like to be able to breathe when I'm sandwiched between those two big fat guys. <laughs> the, the, the answer is, we're giving you a little bit and that's all you're getting. All you want more, you pay more. You pay more. Sit up front with everybody yeah, yeah. else who paid more. Alright, thank you, Frank. Coming up on some uh, local business and news time, let's wake up my own. Six to time. It's a Friday. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. So, okay, uh, 888 was the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. I got some things I want to talk about. But at any time, you can either join me in that conversation or interrupt me and change the subject. Deb just fine. Today's show is sponsored by Velcro Shoelaces. Horrible. Work like shoelaces. Attach like Velcro. Dumb invention. One product. And twice the hassle. It's just the most idiotic invention. You ever try to tie those? Don't even bother. Okay. So let's go real quick over to the Wyoming House and Senate. By the way, at about uh, 739-ish, our man in Cheyenne, Doug Randall, with the latest, he's got a report on what's happening near the legislative session. So let's go to the Wyoming Freedom Caucus. Right away, when I take a look at the picture that they have on Cowboy State Daily. The rep, the, one of the two representatives talking is Janet Ward. I'm looking at her from the uh, back of her head there. Th- this is a woman who's got um, all gray hair. It's all gone gray. But she just, it looks good on her, the way she has it. It just looks good. So My mom did that. My mom did a real salt and pepper look when she got older. Looks good. Uh, Janet Ward is my representative, and I remember when she was running for office, I'm at home. Now, you know, my day ends long before yours does because I get here so early. I get here at like a little after 2 in the morning. So it's about a little, uh, maybe like a little after 5 o'clock in the afternoon. And I get a knock on my door and I'm already in my little pajamas and all that. I am just looking horrible. I'm ready to go to bed. And there's this woman telling me that she's running as a representative in our uh, district. And I'm looking at myself going, really, Glenn? And this is how you, there's this lovely lady at the door and just, uh, all right. <laughs> and she laughed about that later and told me, yeah, don't worry about it. I said, I know, don't worry about it. But I mean, you know, it's not how you want to present yourself when someone knocks at the door. Anyway, here's the story. On Thursday, the Freedom Caucus put together a press release calling out 19 Wyoming House Republicans who voted against 
Casper Republican State Representative Janet Ward's What is a Woman Act. Now, here's what I'd like to know what you think about this. I'm just going to go ahead and read the story from Cowboy State Daily. There's two ways you can get in. One, some people are like Dave in Torrington, Heidi John in Granite Canyon. People like that are sending me notes by text. You open up the Wake Up Wyoming app, which is free to download at your app store, and just hit chat and send me a text. Or 888-97-WOODS is the phone number, 888-97-WOODS. So here's what the story says. House Bill 50 would have defined people's gender as male or female by their biology at birth. Now, what I would have said, actually, by their biology at conception, because that's when that's decided, at conception. But they say at birth. Okay. Under Wyoming law, and precluded special accommodations for people who identify otherwise, among other things, House Bill 50 would have required people to use bathrooms or locker rooms or facilities as determined by their biological gender at birth. Quote, today's 20 so-called Republicans in the Wyoming House voted to kill the bill to provide legal biological definitions to male and female. The Freedom Caucus wrote in its uh, Thursday press release, although the Freedom Caucus pointed to the 20 Republicans who didn't vote for the bill. Their actual total was 19, the story says. And in the press release, they listed those caucus members there. All right, now, what the bill does. Now, under the legal definition of uh, female gender, would be defined as a person whose biological reproductive system is developed to produce ova and or other otherwise exhibits XX chromosomes and does not exhibit the Y chromosome. The male gender would be restricted to a person whose biological reproductive system is developed to fertilize the ova of a female and who exhibits XY chromosomes. Okay. So, quote, it gives dignity to womanhood and protects it says Ward on the floor. This bill has become necessary because biological males have pushed Wyoming women from their Wyoming sorority home at the University of Wyoming and part of it. Now, let me see as I do this. I I had something set aside. Aha. Okay. I saved it. I'm glad. Now, in another state, in fact, wait a second. I think this this is actually Washington, D.C. They were having a bit of a debate about locker rooms, about allowing people who identify as a woman but may biologically not be into the women's locker rooms. And it was causing a problem. And so somebody suggested, well, what if we just go ahead and put up barriers inside the locker room so they can get changed so it's not a problem? Here's how the conversation went. Ms. Scanlon, we just heard my Democrat colleague, Mr. Cohen, say that your circumstance could have been fully resolved if we'd have just had some barriers up in the sh- in the women's showers. Do, do you think that that's a sufficient way to resolve what we're dealing with here? I think by um, Representative Cohen admitting that we need barriers acknowledges there are biological differences between men and women. And by acknowledging that we need to have private spaces that are separate from each other, why can't we just use the locker rooms that we've always used, the men's and the women's? If you're acknowledging that we need protection and privacy from these men, then you're acknowledging that the locker rooms we've always used are the correct ones. Okay, so interesting argument there. Let's see. While transplanted in Cheyenne, I'm with Janet. If we plan on staying a red state... Some of these representatives have got to go. Okay, so uh, let's see. Larson said Ward's bill was too narrowly tailored 
to the sorority situation. He said, I don't feel like, I feel like it doesn't do what she thinks it's going to do. I think it's a move to try to address the sorority issue. The sorority is a private association. They they can do whatever they want to do. So that's part of the objections to that. Now, the story goes on again. I'm reading from Cowboy State Daily. I also wonder, I don't know this, but I also kind of wondered out loud to myself because I was talking to myself. And I wondered, well, was it also killed just because it's a budget session? And this often happens to just to be fair to those people who didn't vote for the bill. And that doesn't mean they voted no. They may not have voted at all. It depends. The way this works in a budget session, and this is what I agree with in the state of Wyoming, every other year they're allowed to pass laws. This year is supposed to be a budget session, not a law-passing session. That prevents our legislative body from passing too many laws. So in order to get a law out on the floor, a bill that would become a law out onto the floor, they have to have two-thirds of the people in the House vote in favor of putting it out on the floor for consideration. If two-thirds do not agree to see it, then it just is not seen. That doesn't mean it was a good bill or a bad bill. It's just they have so much time on the clock. That's another thing I like what the state of Wyoming does. We only have so much time on the clock to get things done. That way, again, they don't pass all sorts of ridiculous laws because they're constrained by time. I'm not saying this is a ridiculous law. I'm just saying that's, that's the purpose of it. And so to be fair to some of the members who either didn't vote for it or voted against it, it's also because this is a budget session. And so that's gonna, it's going to be difficult to get it through. Well, so my representative, Ms. Ward, has an opportunity now to go take a look at what she wrote, look at objections, maybe reconfigure it a bit, and then try again another time. 7.15, wake up Wyoming. The North American Karen, a wild beast that's dangerous alone, but deadly in numbers. When gathered together, they form what is known as a homeowners association. This HOA peruses the gated community on the hunt for a vulnerable manager. But today, their vulnerability will be exposed. A Tyronus homeboy sapien. The Karens freeze and huddle together in fear. Their phones on video mode at the ready to call for help from their closest friend of the jungle, the security officeaurus. But the harmless Tyronus goes about his business, paying little attention to the Karens. But it's too late. The Karens have already been frightened. They turn and make their escape. Rarely do the Karens find themselves on the receiving end of fear. But today, they are reminded that the world is not their home. They trot home to their husbandless flaccidus to complain that their neighborhood is going to hell. Start your day the right way. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Seven twenty-one's the time. Wake up, Wyoming. So Mike and Casper writes me this note. Okay, Mr. Ice Boat Guy, way too much fun. Looks like fun. So here's what he's talking about. Again, Miss Mary will alert this out if you have the Wake Up Wyoming app on your phone. But or net, you can go to the Wake Up Wyoming website to look it up. So last weekend, a friend of mine from Cheyenne, Sherry, she owns T. Joe's Restaurant, right? She uh, gets a hold of me and says, hey, I, I got this opportunity in Glendo. 
There's a man named Mike Cushman. 307 Airboat Adventures is his company. So he got an airboat. Now, when I think airboat, I tend to think of, like, I grew up close to the Everglades. So I've been on airboats before. They're just so much fun. So picture a flat-bottom boat. It's got a big, big fan in the back, and the fans, it's got a couple of rudders behind the fan for steering. The pilot usually sits way up high back there, and the passengers sit down in the boat. And because it's flat bottom and the propulsion system is way up above, it's not underneath in the water where it can get all clogged up. It's way up above. And that thing doesn't care where where you want to go. You want to go over land, it'll do it. It'll go over land. It'll just slide over land. Want to go over muck or marsh or water, whatever. It'll do it. It just slides over it. All you got to do is steer using the rudders because of the fan blasting all that air. That's what you're steering, right? What about an airboat in Wyoming on ice? Right. That's what Mark is doing in Glendo. So now this airboat's configured a little bit different. Big fan on the back, right? But the front of it, it takes multiple rows of seats and... It looks more like a regular boat in that sense, although the bottom is flatter. So it can go across things in a flatter way. Not completely flat like a traditional airboat in the Everglades, but it's a much flatter bottom. He also has some uh, – it's beefed up on the bottom so he can slide across ice. So you get inside and he zips everything closed, so it's enclosed inside. So it didn't matter what the temperature was. We were all cozy inside. And he takes across Glendo. He just takes us out across Glendo. At first, by the boat ramp, we were in the water. But then, as he throttles forward, we get up onto the ice. And now that we're sliding across the ice, being powered by this big fan behind us, he decides to do some 360s. Now, you might think, oh, my God, 360s. Trust me, it's fun. The boat is designed to slide around like that. So it's okay. He's not going to tip the boat. So we're sliding around doing 360s. Now, what's fun about this is the way he wants to stop the boat. See, this doesn't have brakes. If he, if he, the throttle is literally a foot pedal, just like your gasoline in your car. It's on his right foot. The steering is there's one stick on his left hand. And the forward is to make a, Right turn, back is to make a left turn. That's it. So how do you stop? Well, you spin the boat around to do a 180 and then floor it. And now that the boat is going backwards and you floored it and the fan is engaged full, it'll stop. See what I mean? Okay. So we're having fun with this. At some point, as we're banging around out there, he stops and looks at me and says, you want to try it? It, my yes probably came out before he finished asking the question. So I got a chance to do this too. Now, if you want to see what this looks like, the story is up on the Wake Up Wyoming website. Okay. Wow, was that a good time. With a video, by the way. So there's there's a whole video shot with it. of the, the tri- We got stuck on the ice, by the way. When I got done... So first off, when he handed the boat over to me, the boat, there's all that weight. The boat weighs a bit. 
There's all of the passengers inside, and then there's the big engine on the back. So the boat settled a bit into the ice, and then because we're scooting across the ice, that's making like a mist. That freezes to the ice, so we got stuck. Okay, when I first went to take off, you'll see that I got stuck. He showed me how to get out of it. When we switched off and he took the controls again, he had to get out of the boat, get out of the boat. He got out of the boat twice to help us get unstuck, and then we take off again. So if you want to see the whole airboat adventure, the video is on the Wake Up Wyoming site. Again, Miss Mary will alert that out if you have the Wake Up Wyoming app. If you don't, that's free at your app store for stories like this. Or just go to the Wake Up Wyoming website or Facebook page, and you'll see the story there. With my explanation of how this works, there's pictures of it. But there's also the video, which quite a few people have watched already. Then there's information on how to get a hold of 307 Airboat Adventures, including his Facebook page. And you can go ahead and book this. Mike Cushman is the gentleman's name. He does listen to this program. We had a nice little chat about that. And uh, Thanks for being a listener, Mike. And thanks for that adventure. And I think I'm getting some friends together to go out and do that again. That was just a hoot. Now, some people worried when we were scooting around on the ice like that. Well, what happens if you break through the ice? The the airboat doesn't care. Again, airboats don't care about that. Airboats can go over ice or water or marsh or muck or just flat-out dry land or reeds or whatever. This is what they're designed to do. So, yeah, we were scooching all over the place, and at some point we did hit an area that was just water, you know, on a section of the lake that was all broken up. In fact, even by the boat ramp was like that because, you know, people are heading in and out. So all of that was broken up too. And when we transition from ice to water and back up to ice, again, airboat doesn't care. We just kept on going like it was nothing. It really didn't make a whole lot of difference at all. So that is a good time. Now, Mike does these tours in the summertime if you want to get out on Glendo during the summer in an airboat that's just as fun in the wintertime on ice it's just it's the same thing it's just more slippery wow that was a good time i had never thought in my life i would ever do something like that in fact the first time i ever saw an airboat like that in wyoming it was in a parking lot and i'm wondering why is an airboat like that in wyoming well now i know See, for me, growing up around airboats near the Everglades, that's what I pictured airboats were for. Swampy marsh areas like that, go to Louisiana, places like that. That's why you have an airboat. So you can get anywhere. It doesn't matter. But, yeah, you use them out here on ice. Anyway, stories on the Wake Up Wyoming site with the video. So, All right, coming up on some local news right after local news update on your weather forecast. At about 7.39, our man in Cheyenne, Doug Randall, has a legislative update. And then Don Day joins me to talk about your weekend weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming. He's just happy to be here. Catch Glenn Woods on Wake Up Wyoming, weekdays at 6 on air on Alexa and on the Wake Up Wyoming app.
7.36 the time. Let's wake up Wyoming. All right, so I'm sorry, are you eating breakfast? If you're eating breakfast, just push it in front of you for just aside for a minute. Sorry about this. <clears throat> Scientists invent new hybrid food by growing beef inside of grains of rice. <clears throat> okay. I'm going to read that again. I'm sorry, I'm going to read it again. Scientists invent new hybrid food by growing beef inside of grains of rice. My first worry is if the grain of rice has meat inside it, then the grain of rice becomes alive. And I go to eat a bowl of rice, and now every little rice kernel is looking at me with innocent eyes because it's alive. I Okay. As the world's population continues to grow, so does the strain on the environment. Not true. Not true. Not true. Oh. Um, as the world population has grown, we have figured out how to farm and get more out of it on less land, which is better for the environment. Okay. Not least among these stresses is food production, especially vast swaths of land and water required for cultivating livestock. Still, in its infancy, lab-cultured meat could be one means of erasing the pressure. No, it won't. I can get into why, but no, it's not going to, because now you just put that pressure somewhere else. Scientists have found an innovative way. They've managed a new hybrid food consisting of cells of bovine fat and muscle growing inside of grains of rice. The result resembles a strange combination of meat, mince, and rice in a pink sticky grain. Oh, God. That just sounds so appetizing, doesn't it? Uh, but according to a team led by biomolecular engineering at uh, just a Japanese university, and the mashup is rich in nutrition, and although a little labor-intensive to produce now, could be less one day. Quote, imagine obtaining nutrients. We need all the nutrients we need from one cell-cultured rice protein. God's sake, just stop it. Wake up and Woods. Make your voice heard at 888-9-7-WOODS. Wait! Stop! You're back! Yeah. We were wrong about the eggs. How? Well, it turns out there's two types of cholesterol. There's good cholesterol and bad cholesterol, and eggs actually have both. So you can eat eggs, but just don't eat the egg yolks. So stick with the egg whites. Thank Yes, thank you. Yeah. Godspeed! Wait! We were wrong about the eggs! Again? Yeah. Yeah, okay, so it turns out that... The amount of cholesterol in a food doesn't actually affect how much cholesterol ends up in your blood. The eggs are probably fine. In fact, we sort of don't even know what cholesterol is. But the steak! You can't eat the steak! Why not? Turns out that red meat increases your chance of heart attack. You have to cut out red meat. So no steak! Godspeed. Wait! We were wrong about the steak! It's the toast. Man was not meant to eat bread. What do you mean, man?
man was not meant to eat bread. Well, if you think about it, human beings should really only be eating what our Paleolithic ancestors ate. So, therefore, no bread, no toast. How do you know what our Paleolithic ancestors ate? Well, we we just have to guess, right? I mean, we don't have any way of knowing. Okay. They are not doing well. I don't know what we were thinking. If anything, we should all be eating a lot more bread. Jeez. So I guess just um, ignore everything I've said and exercise. Exercise, okay. Yeah, you guys could probably use it. You've been just sitting here for the last 35 years. It's been five minutes. Right. Time travel. Turns out it's genetic. Doesn't matter whether you exercise or what you eat. I'm sorry I ruined your meal. Do you want some eggs? I'd love some. 744 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. That sound you're hearing is me calling Don Day, who's now on the line with us. Okay, Don, I got some snow yesterday, which was a little bit more than I expected, but nothing bad. Just made everything as slick as a five-year-old's booger at the tip of his finger. And today we're getting some more right about now. So Friday is going to be how snowy for people out there. Well, it's going to be a very wintry day, especially for the central and the south. Uh, that's where the action's going to be. The snow, while there'll be still some left up north, that's tapering off because what we have is a band of light to moderate snow that goes basically from the west to east, from eastern Idaho through the state into western Nebraska and western South Dakota. It's just slowly migrating to the south. So what we'll have is the weather in the central Wyoming, where it's snowy now, move into the I-80 corridor here later this morning. And then by tomorrow morning, it'll all be south of us into Colorado and moving away. So we're we're going to have a wintry weather pattern in the central and south all day today. And it's just enough, as you mentioned, it's, it's not a lot, but it's just enough to yeah. make things really slick out there. And uh, that's how it's going to go today and tonight. Travel weather does get a lot better tomorrow. Now, as I heard in yesterday's forecast, that's really good news for some of the higher elevations that's been needing the snow, Laramie Range, Black Hills. Yeah, uh, the the Laramie Range is going to see some good snow today. 45 inches of snow has fallen at the Jackson Hole Ski Area in the last three mm. days, and they've had to close Teton Pass for avalanche control. Oh, okay. So so there you go. You know, there's there's that, that better moisture going into the high country that we've been needing. Now, for those people who are saying, well, there goes the weekend, doesn't look that way, though. Actually, Saturday, Sunday look nice. Yeah, tomorrow in particular, I do expect the wind to pick up Sunday. There's a little system coming through. But tomorrow, you know, if there was a day to say, grab the skis, you know, put the snowmobiles, uh, you know, hook them up to the truck. That's the day tomorrow to do it yeah. because uh, we don't have a lot of wind. We'll have fresh snow on the ground, especially up into the mountains. The sun will be out. You know, is it going to be super warm? No, it's going to be pretty chilly. But if the wind isn't blowing and the sun's out, it's going to be a pretty good Well, it's going to be warmer than today for sure. Exactly. Okay. Now, we get into next week. Is it rinse and repeat with these little systems coming through? Yeah. We're going to see temperatures rebound Sunday through Tuesday. Uh, we're going to have a little bit of wind, but have a nice rebound. Then towards the middle of next week, we're going to have somewhat of a similar situation where a Canadian cold front and a Pacific system may team up to bring parts of Wyoming a snow chance in that Wednesday, Thursday time frame. So that's the next system that we're keeping an eye on. All right. Don, have a great weekend. 
Dawn Day with day weather. Okay, well, that just goes to show you that you know, all that snow that you've been worried about. And there have been some people worried about that in the Black Hills and up in Bighorns and so on. Well, we're slowly catching up. It's nice it's not coming all at once. Off we go to the icebox where Frank Gambino is waiting by. <clears throat> Frank, I'm sorry you missed the car chase. Where was it at? Okay, well, Los Angeles, of course. Well, there's a, yeah, yeah. I'll say this: the, the TV stations do a really nice job. Oh yeah, that. All right. they are those helicopter guys, and there's not just one; there's three or four. Oh yeah, yeah. they've got to watch out for themselves, right? And then they're totally on that guy. Oh yeah. Now, what, what's always fun to watch is they've gotten so good at this; it's like watching NASCAR. Yeah, because they bring out special commentators who can tell you blow by blow, mm-hmm. and they also have laid out. They have. Uh, just like in football, when they lay out a line, you know, like here's here's the line for this down, whatever the yeah. you know, they do the same thing. Just show you what the street names are, what speed they're going. Just like in NASCAR, here's how fast they're going. GPS, baby. Yeah, oh my lord, all sorts of information. And again, I'm watching a NASCAR with blow by blow, and then I always have to wonder if they're in a car chase in some place like Los Angeles, <laughs> guys. Where exactly do you think you're going? Because like you say, Frank. There's multiple helicopters, okay? There's police units all over the place. In many cases, the police will hold back a bit to let these guys get into a neighborhood where it's easier to catch them. Right. And I, I think there's there are going to be no more on that on that end, but there's going to be no more O.J. Simpson no. things yeah. either. Yeah. They, they, will not, they are not going to ever allow that again. 20 miles an hour down the interstate or something like that. No, no. So I watched this guy. He was being chased for quite a bit. Very few cops to be seen, but now and then he would speed up because he would see one. And they were just sort of trying to steer him to an area yeah. where he got boxed in. Then Okay. Now, just let me ask you, Frank. I, just let's imagine you're being chased by the police for some reason, right? Okay, yeah. Okay, there's like uh, three or four helicopters overhead. There's uh, drones and police cars and police officers and police dogs all over the place. At what point do you finally just decide, I guess I'm not going anywhere? Um, they may never decide. Yeah. They may just start to run. Yeah, these guys, or, or get out of the car and try to hide underneath the car. Maybe uh, they, maybe the, well, the helicopters yeah. won't see. So this guy got out of his car because he was boxed in, yeah. and he tried running. But no matter which way he turned, there were just more cops, and eventually he just stopped. Mm-hmm. And there was a chain link fence, and he just put his hands up on the chain link fence and went, "Okay, no, you know, no moss, yeah, just no, no moss, no moss." Yeah. At that point, you're just absolutely not going anywhere. I do love to see when they try to hide. Because, you know, if you're trying to figure out a game of hide-and-seek on the fly (laughs) in a neighborhood you're not familiar with, you're probably not going to be able to find anything good to hide under or in. Like a garbage can. Something which, like which that. Which they yeah. have. Oh, yeah. Dumpsters. They get, oh. like, you say, underneath a car, yeah. try to climb on top of something, things like I think one of the worst I ever saw was a guy went into a house, and he went into a bedroom where there was only a mattress on the floor, nothing else. Mm-hmm. So he put himself under the mattress. <laughs> Now, of course, you know this doesn't work because the mattress is sitting up off the ground now. Yeah. With his feet sticking out of the bottom. Say, officer, I'm not just, here. No, just close your eyes, I'm officer. Not here. 
Alrighty, and boys high school basketball from last night. Cheyenne East over Laramie, 62-57. Central defeated South, 68-26. Detroit over Campbell County, 70-56. And Casey over Midwest, 66-45. On the girls' side from yesterday, in 4A, Cheyenne East over Laramie, 44-38. Central down South, 64-38. Campbell County over in the Trona, 56-36. And Casey beat Midwest, 43-10. And boys and girls high school basketball tonight in 4A. Kelly Walsh will be over in Cody. Thunder Basin goes to Casper to meet in the Trona. Cheyenne East will be at Cheyenne South and Cheyenne Central will be at Laramie. Now, also in junior college basketball from last night, the Casper College team swept select college at the Erickson Gym. The T-Bird women improved the 21-5 with a 72-52 win as Angela Estorga led Casper with 19. The Casper men beat Gillette 89-82 to get to 18-8 and on the year. Darius Robinson with 25 for the birds. Both the Casper College teams will be at Northwest Apollo on Wednesday. The C basketball team will host Eastern Wyoming tomorrow afternoon. Men's college basketball at the Division One level. The Wyoming Cowboys will be at San Jose State tomorrow. The folks have been up and down the whole season. So they're 5-6 and six in Mountain West play, 12-12 12 12 overall after a home loss to Utah State back on Wednesday. San Jose State has struggled this year at 2-10 and 10 in league play, 9-1 overall. That's an 8 p.m. start on Saturday from San Jose. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY in Laramie. Wyoming Cowgirl basketball team will be in Fort Collins tomorrow afternoon to take on Colorado State in round two of the Border War. Cowgirls didn't look so great in their loss to Boise State over the weekend, so they're nine and three at Mountain West play, fourteen and nine overall. CSU is six and seven in league play and fifteen and nine overall. Cowboy Cowgirls beat the Rams in the first meeting of the season. That is a twelve thirty start from the Amobi Arena in Fort Collins. High school indoor track the big Ziploc games are going on in Pocatello, Idaho. Started yesterday, that will run through Saturday. It's a gigantic meet with a lot of Wyoming athletes in there. The state boys swim meet continues today in Laramie. The four A boys final will be at ten a.m. this morning, followed by the three. 3A prelims today, and then the 3A finals will be tomorrow at 10 a.m. The In regional high school wrestling, the 4A West regional tomorrow will be in Gillette. The 4A East tomorrow in, in, in the 4A West in Kelly Walsh, 4A East in Gillette. The 3A regionals, East and West, Riverton and Torrington will not only have 3A boys, but also uh, girls from all four, all three classifications. So uh, the girls will be wrestling in Riverton and Torrington, no matter what, what school they are, depending on the East or West. And the 2A East Regional will be at Tongue River. And the 2A West Regional will be in Shoshone. The State High School Wrestling Tournament begins on Thursday at the Ford Center in Casper. So now today is not a good day for you to travel anywhere. No, really I, nice. I, I, may, I may attempt it tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. I was, I, I was, try, yeah. I was thinking about it. You know, I, just, I just popped my head outside yeah. like five minutes ago. Right. What happened? It's, yeah, it's not a good day to do it today. It's just really slick out there. As I described to Don Day, as slick as a ball of snot on the tip of a five-year-old's finger. And that is slick. Yes, that is really slick. Now, But tomorrow, though, is there anywhere you're going? I'm, I'm going to try Riverton. Okay. If that's a possibility. I, I, I think tomorrow will be better. Today, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, and also, what what time do you be the, need to be there in Riverton? Well, sometime in the morning. Oh, okay. Well, so there, you, you want the sun to come on down and warm things up and all of that, Frank. So. Well, well maybe, I, maybe I should just warm up the car and go real slow. Yeah, there, there you go. And then really the, the heat slow. from the underneath will, will, will yeah, you know. Okay. It's wake up on. Six the time. 
Let's wake up, Wyoming. It's a Friday, and I'm glad you made it. Triple eight ninety seven was the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Oh, I should check on that road report for you. There's a hang on while I call oh, that shoot. up. Okay, everything just like went out of whack on me. Hang on, you do this. Today's show is sponsored by Velcro shoelaces. Work like shoelaces. Attach like Velcro. One product. And twice the hassle. That really is. Sometimes you just have to yell at your computers, too, in order to get them going right now. Where I'm at, we're getting, we got a good amount of snow. I mean, not heavy, not but still a good amount of snow yesterday. And we're getting more right now. So I'm taking a look at the road conditions from YDOT. And let me see. You know, believe it or not, I-80 is open. I know, right? Where it's really bad. So go from Cheyenne up to Gillette or Buffalo, Sheridan, uh, maybe go to Thermopolis, um, well, Torrington, I should say Torrington, Wheatland, Chugwater, all the way up to the Black Hills, Sundance, places like that. That's all just sketchy. You can do it, but it's all just really sketchy driving. That's all we're doing right now, so just be really careful out there. Okay, so let's pick on the president for a while, shall we? Well, I haven't done that all morning. Most of the week I haven't. Everybody else has. So, okay. First off, Democrats call on Biden to drop out of the 2024 race. Not all of them, although I wish that were the case. New York Times columnists called on President Joe Biden to drop out of the 2024 race after a bombshell report from that special counselor described the president as a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. The only thing I disagree with there is I'm sympathetic. I don't think he is. Well-meaning, I don't think he is. But he is an elderly man with a poor memory. While fellow party members in D.C. have yet to come out against that, I mean, they're all circling the wagons. Biden hasn't convinced the American people quite yet, says the story. According to a recent NBC poll, 86% of Americans think Biden is too old to serve another term. The poll conducted after the special report by her was released is just another blow to Biden's presidential hopes, the story says. Okay, so that's the first story. And it names other Democrats. Nobody in Washington, D.C., that mob is going to stick together. But across the other rest of the country, the Democrats are saying, please, Mr. Biden, step out. And this is what I said the first time he ran. Hey, Democrats, is there something you can do here? It's your party. There's got to be something you can do. Just somebody else. Whatever you think of Biden, whether you like what he's done or not, whatever the case is, somebody else. Please let this guy go home and be with his family. All right. Personally, I would have not only thrown Biden out of office back when he was a senator, but I would have thrown him in jail a long time ago, too. But all right. Another story on that note White House reporters knew all along about Biden's condition. Story says, this week I surveyed members of the White House press corps, reporters, on-air correspondents, photographers, etc. They all emphasize that the symptoms of Biden's age have become more noticeable in recent months and frequent discussions on the topic at the desk behind the Brady briefing room. Anyone who covers, this is a quote, anyone who covers the White House knows he's showing signs of age. He whispers, he shuffles, he mumbles, he misremembers. One White House reporter told me, told this reporter, anyone with an elderly parent knows what this is. 
Story says since the beginning of Biden's term, many White House journalists have reported on or alluded to concerns surrounding his age and often, often uh, his mental acuity. Nevertheless, several of the journalists I spoke to said the true significance and importance of the issues as they observe it was not a reflection in their, well, it was not ever reflected in their coverage. So I would like to know then. Reporters are finally asking the question, and they're not getting any decent answers from the White House. They're finally starting to question that they should have been doing so all along and putting it in their stories all along. Instead, they just let it slip. Now, you can go ahead and theorize as to why. I can say part of the reason is that most of these reporters are Democrats, too, and they're also going to circle the wagons around their guy no matter what. But at some point, they have to look at this and go, you know, we just can't do this. I mean, I would like to say to Democrats, I know you want to defend your guy. I get that. In this case, you've got to think about what's good for the country. And right away, when I, if I say something like that, the Democrats go, well, you know, Trump, because Trump, 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 this is, we're not talking Trump. We can deal with Trump at another time. Right now, we're talking about Biden. Let's focus here. This is about Biden. And he shouldn't be in office. Now, I can go ahead and list all sorts of other reasons why not. I would have gotten, I would have thrown him out of office a long time ago before he was even president and put him in jail before he was ever even president. He should have been in jail. But that's another story. Right now, I'm just focused on take a look at his condition. He's in no condition to run the White House now. And he certainly won't be able to make it through the next four years. With that in mind, again, forget Trump, forget everything else. There's no way this guy's going to make it another four years being able to run things. He can't even run it now. So please, Democrats, go find somebody else. Okay? Pick somebody. Do something here. It's your party. You can do what you want. All right. One more, though. Speaking of arresting and so on. FBI informant has charged, been charged with giving false information about Hunter Biden in 2020. Special counsel David Weiss was charged on an FBI informant with the giving of false information after he alleged that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden were paid millions in exchange for helping to fire the Ukrainian prosecutor who was investigating the Ukrainian uh, Ukrainian energy firm. This is years ago. A uh, man is charged with making false statements and creating a false and fictitious record during FBI interviews. And so prosecutors say he was arrested at the Harry Reid International Airport. Oh, that's fitting. Oh, that's fitting that he was arrested at the Harry Reid International Airport. And if you don't know why that's funny, you're just young. They're in Las Vegas, Nevada, Wednesday after a grand jury returned the indictment. He appeared in court in Las Vegas later on Thursday where he did not enter any kind of a plea, according to the Associated Press. The judge ordered the courtroom to clear after a federal public defender requested a closed hearing. According to the indictment, he gave false and derogatory information to the FBI, again, regarding this whole thing. Now, if you've been following this with Sean Hannity and Glenn Beck and people like that, then you know where this can go. It can be really bad for the president. In this case, now, it's funny for me to hear. So in this case, if you were to uh, turn to Republicans and ask them about any trouble that Trump is in 
And I know there's a lot of false allegations against Trump. But they will circle the wagons and defend their guy no matter what. And the Democrats do the same thing with Biden. They circle the wagons and defend their guy absolutely no matter what. In both cases, I personally would like either party, both parties, to just stop for a minute and assess the whole thing and go, okay, okay, is there something else we can do here? I know for you Trump supporters, well, what's wrong with this kind of guy? No, just stop for a minute. Is there just something else we can do here? Because both of these guys are involved in so many different lawsuits and messes and, you know, uh, boy, I'd rather have much more of a clean slate running for this office of president from both parties than all of the swirl of controversy that we have around these guys right now. There's got to be a way these parties can sort of hit the reset button. I don't know how that's done, but you still have time to do it. For I am a sinner in the hands of an angry God. Bloody Mary, full of vodka, blessed are you among cocktails. Pray for me now and at the hour of my death, which I hope is soon. Amen. Yep, there you have it. A new level of crazy. And you heard it here first. This program is intended for immature audiences only. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Weekdays at 6 on air on Alexa and 24-7 on the Wake Up Wyoming app. Okay, real quick, some of the messages I'm getting from people. By the way, you can call in 888-97-WOODS. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Smalls and Casper. Biden is just a puppet. His handlers want to keep him in office so they can keep their agenda. Joe Biden is a political machine and is all about their agenda. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I do agree he's being handled. He's not really in charge there. Dan and Cheyenne, Michelle Obama is very popular. She's likely to be closer at least at the last minute. I've heard about that, too. I've heard about the idea of maybe putting Michelle Obama in. But whatever they do, whatever the Democrats do, somebody else. And for the Trump supporters out there, like I said, there's just so much swirling around this guy right now. You know, he's going to be sitting on trial right up until Election Day. He's going to be in court with all sorts of trials. At this point, I look at it. If you think, well, he gets elected, all that goes away. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. That's why at this point I say, um, hey, Trump supporters, I know you love your guy. I know you do. Somebody else. Let's do something else here. Neither party will, I don't think. But I would like to see that happen so we can at least go. We're still going to have a lot of fighting and controversy and so on. But, wow, both candidates in court for so many things. It's such a mess. Not good for the country is what I'm saying. I mean, just absolutely. I know some of you disagree with me on this, but just not good for the country. Okay. People send me videos all the time. I hate when I have to tell people. I know I've seen that. Just so you know, most of what you send me, I've already seen. I spend so much time scanning news, even when I'm not at work, to come up with stuff. I've probably seen it. But that doesn't mean don't send it. Send it anyway. There's some things that I've seen so many times. People have sent to me so many times. I saw it a long time ago, but that's okay. Because every so often somebody sends me something that I haven't seen. So I hope these things come out okay. But let me go ahead with the uh, first one here. My son identifies as a cat, and his school is not taking that seriously. And I am honestly planning on suing them. My son. So yesterday was the first day of school. And during class, he was licking his paws. Really? And his teacher um, told him to stop. And he didn't. 
So she called me and she was like, hey, you have to get your son to stop doing this during class to really distract him to the other kids. And I was like, I'm not going to tell my son that he can't express himself. Uh-huh. I have raised my son to be who he is. And I just think that it's really sad that these schools are trying to indoctrinate children. Oh, God. And, you know, putting them in this mold to make them think that they they need to be... They need to act like a human, whatever that means. He's whatever not, that means? He's not a human. He's a cat. Oh, God. Anyway, I I am planning on suing them um, because they don't accommodate for him. And uh, I just want to know if there's any other parents out there that are having this issue because we can put together a class action. Okay. Now, this is Paul's right there. So she says her son identifies as a cat. Now, when I look at this, I think there's one of two things. Either... She's being satirical. I don't know. I don't know. She's being satirical. She knows her son does not identify as a cat, but she's trying to make a point, which is very likely. Or she's very serious, which is very scary. I don't know. I'll let you go ahead and call that one. The next one. With a last sliver of one of the once mighty glaciers, within the decade, there will be no more snows of Kilimanjaro. Okay, so let me tell you what I'm looking at here. Uh, that was Al Gore talking about snow on top of Kilimanjaro. Now I'm looking at a man walking on top of the snows of Kilimanjaro. Kilimanjaro, of course, giant volcano way out in the middle of nowhere there in Africa. And the snow was supposed to disappear. With a last sliver of one of the once mighty glaciers. Within the decade, there will be no more snows of Kilimanjaro. I'm going to play that one more time because there's Al Gore saying within the decade... There's going to be no more snow on top of Kilimanjaro. Now, that was 15 years ago. And I'm right now watching a video of a guy walking on top of Kilimanjaro. And there's tons of snow. One more time. One more time. Al Gore, ladies and gentlemen. Here's Lonnie with a last sliver of one of the once mighty glaciers. Within the decade, there will be no more snows of Kilimanjaro. Okay, that was... 15 years ago, and again, I'm watching a video of a guy walking up there in the glaciers in the snow of Kilimanjaro. So, now, on that note, I saw, um, and I talked about this a little bit yesterday, there was a report that came out recently that Iceland, I'm sorry, Greenland, was losing a lot of its ice. Now, for those who say, well, that's not going to raise sea levels, it would, it actually would. All of that snow and ice is on top of a landmass. I know you've given me the analogy of if you have a cup of water with ice in it and the ice melts, the water stays the same volume. Well, that's true. But what if you have a cup of water and then you add water to it from some from somewhere else? So if Greenland is filled with snow and ice and it all melts and goes into the ocean, that would raise sea levels. If Antarctica, which is covered in miles and miles thick snow and ice, if all of that were to melt and go into the ocean, it would raise sea levels, right? And that's not the only place. But my argument was this. As they're reporting, correctly so, there has been some ice around the edges of Greenland that are disappearing. Now, the center of Greenland, the ice is actually thicker. Yeah, so I don't know if they've actually lost any or not. But around the edges, yeah, it's melting away. About a thousand years ago, Vikings lived there. Yeah, they had villages and farms. They had sheep and cattle. They grew crops. They grew grapes, which can only really grow in warm weather. So I'll give you an idea how warm it was. And they made some fantastic wine out of it. 
Then things got colder and Greenland was covered with ice and all the Vikings had to leave. Now, all this time later, over a thousand years later or so, whatever, Greenland is starting to melt again. And archaeologists are going to Greenland and starting to uncover all of the farms and villages. So what does that tell you about climate change? Because back then, humans were there weren't very many humans compared to what we have today. And humans were not industrialized. So to have Greenland go from that warm to frozen over, we didn't do that. That was just nature doing that. That was just simply nature doing that. That It's called climate change. And it's a completely natural thing. Okay. Oh, uh... Toady, I think is how you pronounce that, in Nevinsville. H&R Block asks if we, the people, would like to donate to presidential election only if we can pick the opponents. Uh, <laughs> not a bad idea. I am just saying, folks, that the, uh, there are several candidate, presidential candidates from the two big major parties. You have Democrat, Republican. But there's other races as well where I look at some of the candidates involved. And I just think, really, this is who we're running. Can we do something else, please? And I don't know how that's done, but I would love for the political parties to just sort of reassess what's happening here and try something different for the sake of not just our local communities, but for the country as well, because the people we got right now are so in in so many different places are so involved in so many different, I mean, big time controversies. And yet they just keep getting elected to these offices. And some of them not only are not qualified for their offices, they're not even competent to, if they get it, if, if they win, and some of them will, they're not even competent to run whatever office they're in. All right, coming up on some local news, right after local news update on the weather forecast, and then a long section of open phones, 888-97-WOODS, Wake Up Wyoming. Six of time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. Uh, two real quick recaps for those who weren't with me in the 6 o'clock hour. First off, yesterday, people were asking that sheriff's deputy that was killed in Sheridan. And we started covering that early in the week. Well, his family, people have been asking, how do I help his family? We have a story up on the Wake Up Wyoming website with information on how to help his family. Because our, there is a trust fund. He left behind a wife and a child. Uh, from what I understand, a very young child, too. So they have a long way to go. So for those who would like to help, the story is titled, Wyoming Rushes to Aid Family of Fallen Officer and More. Now, the more is also, there's that poor, I believe, a lady who, she owned the house. The, the guy who shot the officer ran to a house. Not his house. And after 
over 30 hours of a standoff, police had tried tear gas, flashbang grenades, uh, blowing the front door open with a high-pressure hose. And they couldn't get the guy out. And they don't want to rush it because if you try to rush the building, the officers can be shot down while they're trying to rush it. This is not easy to do. So their decision was to get a big piece of machinery to go in there. He's not coming out of the house. They're just going to rip the house open. Well, eventually he had nowhere to go, so he had to run out of the house as it was being ripped open like a sardine can. And as he tried to run and get away, he didn't survive it. He was shot and killed. But now the poor lady who owns the house, the house is just demolished. There's no way to fix this. you got to see the And there's a video of it. There's a video in the story that I wrote up there. You can see this. The house is demolished. So there's nothing to do but completely wreck the rest of the house, clear the lot, and then rebuild. And so how does she handle this? How do you tell your insurance company what happened? Will the city step up? Will the police department step up? Well, okay. People in Sheridan have started getting together on a Facebook page, which is Sheridan Rants and Raves. And they've uh, started getting together to find contractors and raise money and so on. If you would like to help out, you can do that too. Okay, so that story is on the Wake Up Wyoming site. Gives you an opportunity to step up and lend a hand if that's what you would like to do. Now, another story I started with earlier this morning. So a lot of people sent me this video, and thank you for that. That's where I said, hey, um, if you see a video, send it to me. I probably already got it like 20 times before you sent it, but that's okay. Send it anyway because I might have missed something. This is a video that a bunch of people sent me. Here in the state of Wyoming at our capital, there was a hearing where the people running the hearing, especially the chairwoman running the hearing, wanted to hear from an opposing point of view when it comes to CO2 and climate change, especially because Wyoming is involved in carbon sequestration. Now, whenever we've heard in any kind of hearing like this, guess who gets all the publicity, right? The people who think that humans are causing a climate crisis get all of the publicity. Anyone who shows up in opposition probably will not be allowed to speak. If they do finally get a chance to speak, it's going to be to an empty room. The press are not going to cover them. If they do cover them, they're... Well, you know what they're going to write about. So here's a committee meeting where the chairwoman said, we want to hear from the opposition. If you think that human beings are causing a climate crisis, then don't even bother to get up to speak. We've already heard from you. We want to hear from this the science from the other side. And yes, there is science from the other side. So that's the meeting that they had. Now, what I was picking on earlier this morning, if you're familiar with the website in Wyoming called Wyofile. Now, I've been scoffed at a couple of times by someone who is higher up in Wildfile. When I've said Wildfile is a leftist, I don't even want to say, I was about to say news organization, but I can't consider what they do news. Sometimes they do put out some really good stories, but most of what they do has an extreme left-leaning slant. Just like Wyoming Public Radio and television has an extreme left-leaning slant. So does Wyoming Tribune Eagle and Casper Star Tribune. And when I say that out loud, those organizations scoff at me. We do not, really. Go read the Wild File article on this committee meeting, and you'll find that the reporter 
uh, really just has nothing but disdain for these idiots, these climate-denying idiots. I mean, really, it was a horrible article. It was a, it was a hit piece. It wasn't a news piece. It wasn't fair and balanced. It was a hit piece. So once again, I point to Wildfile and go, gee, way to be fair and balanced like you claim to be, which obviously you're not. Instead, on the Wake Up Wyoming site, I wrote an article which I tried to just be right down the middle if I could, as best I could, on here's what happened at the meeting. And you can even watch the video if you want to watch the whole hearing. Okay, I even offered what Governor Gordon said, which he disagrees with. You know, he's part of the... Uh, he believes in human cause climate crisis. So he, there, Governor Gordon is quoted in there. And I try to just balance it out and offer here it is. Now, oftentimes when I write an article, as you know, it's not fair and balanced. It's my opinion. But then again, I'm a commentator. And that's what this show is. This radio show is opinions. It's opinion talk radio. I tell you what I think to get the conversation started. Then you're invited to come in and tell me whether you think I'm right or wrong. As long as you're not a Dave, with all due respect to good Daves out there. Don't be a jerk and don't be vulgar. But you can go ahead and tell me why I'm wrong. The whole point is for us to discuss issues like adults, which apparently Wildfile can't do. Again, you go look at the article written that they put out, and that was just a left-wing hit piece that was not fair and balanced journalism, and they ought to be ashamed. And I'm asking Wildfile and Wyoming Public Media and the Casper Star Tribune and the Wyoming Tribune Eagle to do one of two things, just one of two things. Either actually figure out how to become fair and balanced, okay, and do that like you say you are, or just admit what you are and then go ahead and do that. Because I flat out say I'm a commentator. I'm more libertarian in my beliefs. That's who I am. And I do that in order to get the conversation started and people are allowed to call in and tell me why I'm wrong. See, I'm being honest with you about what I am. I'm not telling you that I'm impartial and then being anything but like these other organizations do. News and weather together at the top and bottom of every hour. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. 8.49 is the time off. We go to the ice box to talk to Frank Gambino. Frank, our friend Drew down the hallway there wrote an article about the proper use of your car horn. Have you ever used your car horn? Uh, not, not in, Normally not in, in, mm. in smaller towns. Oh, okay. In big cities, everybody yeah. does. Oh, constantly. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, not just to say, get out of the way. It's to yeah. you know, alert pedestrians and sure. stuff, you know, or, or okay. tell people, you know what, get the hell out of the way. Says, yeah, okay. Now, according to the story, about a third of drivers have never used their horn. According to who? I, that's what I want to know. I don't know. But I, and I have at times tried to use my horn and I couldn't find the damn thing. I'm pushing it's like crazy. It's on the steering wheel. Yeah, I know, but I'm pushing like crazy. And not, and eventually I find where on the steering wheel to push. Remember there used to be a bar there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clearly yeah. identified. Well, well, now you just put, you put your hand anywhere yeah, it, and, and it should go off. Anywhere hasn't been working in my car. All right, so uh, best times you alert other drivers. Communicating. Well, now... Can you honk angrily or honk nicely? 
Well, did, didn't you drive down the road and honk at girls when they were walking down the sidewalk? I've never done that. That's creepy, Frank. It's not creepy. Yeah, it is completely. Beep, but beep. Is, is there a way? Yeah, there's a way to go beep, beep and say hi. That's exactly what it is. There's other ways to do it really angry and let people know that you're just well, not they, happy. You, know, you want to lay on the horn, you know. Oh, boy. But boys High School basketball from yesterday in 4A. Cheyenne East over Laramie, 62-57. Cheyenne Central beats South, 68-26. The Trona winner over Campbell County, 70 to 56 at the 1A level. KC beat Midwest 66 to 45. On the girls' side from yesterday, East over Laramie 44 38. Central down south 64 to 38. Campbell County a winner over in the Trona 56 36. And KC over Midwest 43 to 10. In boys and girls basketball later on tonight, Kelly Walsh will be at Cody. Thunder Basin will be in Casper to take on the Trona. East will be at South and then Central will be at Laramie. Also in basketball at the junior college level last night, the Casper College team swept select college at the Erickson Gym. The T-Bird women improved the 21-5. and They're rated 23rd in the country with a 72-52 win over Gillette College. Angela Astorga led Casper with 19. The Casper men beat Gillette 89-82 to get to 18-8 and on the year. Darius Robinson with 25 for the Birds. Both Casper College teams will be at Northwest of Powell on Wednesday. The LCCC basketball teams will host Eastern Wyoming tomorrow afternoon. Men's College basketball at the Division One level. The Wyoming Cowboys with a roadie at San Jose State tomorrow. The Pokes have been up and down the whole season. They sit at 5-6 and six in Mountain West play, 12-12 and 12 overall after a home loss to Utah State back on Wednesday. San Jose State has struggled this year. They're 2-10 and 10 in league play, 9-16 and 16 overall. 8 p.m. start from uh, San Jose on Saturday. We'll have the 4 on K2 Radio in Casper and KCGY in Laramie. The Wyoming Cowgirl basketball team with a roadie tomorrow in Fort Collins to take on Colorado State in round 2 of the Border War. The Cowgirls beat the Rams in the first meeting of the season, but the Cowgirls did not look all that great in their loss to Boise State over the weekend, so they're nine and three in Mountain West play and fourteen and nine overall. CSU comes in at seven, six and seven in league play, fifteen to nine overall. Twelve thirty start tomorrow from the Moby Arena in high school track and field. The Simplot games moving along today in Pocatello, Idaho. It's a big, big, big meet for with, with schools from uh, all over the place. A lot of big Wyoming contingent in that deal. The same three A and four A boys swimming meet continues today in Laramie. The four A finals will be at ten this morning. Then the three A prelims. Uh, later on today than the 3A finals tomorrow at 10 a.m. Regional Wrestling, 4A West and Kelly Walsh tomorrow, 4A East and Gillette. 3A regionals in Riverton and Torrington will not only have boys, but girls from all of the classifications in those two locations. And the 2A regionals will be in Tongue River and Shoshone. And the state high school wrestling meets will be on Thursday at the Ford Center in Casper. So according to Drew, you honk your horn because there's some animal in the road. It Get doesn't hear you. It doesn't hear it. No, it doesn't. They just kind of look don't at even, you. Don't even bother. They don't know what a honk is. No, no. 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 So why, 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 even, why even do that? Yeah. Show support for... Well, I think you do it because there's no other device that you have. What are you going to do? Get out and yell? It's don't, just like honking your horn. Don't, don't. Just keep going. Just, oh, so just, just run. now you've got to call your insurance agency. Well, fine. Yeah, okay. Let them deal with it. Okay. Uh, showing support for someone? That's kind of good. Expressing anger. Um, in traffic. I never understood when the traffic's not moving and people start to honk their horns. Well, you're not going anywhere. You're stuck, so don't bother. Well, that's what they get guys got something to do. Yeah, that's it. That's just, Your symphony of horror. Hey, now that would be fun. Let's get some conductor out there. Yeah. All right. To wake up Wyoming. Send it.
6 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me Friday and glad you made it. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. I have topics lined up here, but I'm going to put them aside because we got a couple of calls already lined up here. Now, remember, the show is therapy. I am your therapist. Now, if you think about uh, a radio studio with padded walls, okay, so I sit in a padded room and I talk to myself. And you, Mark, you are one of the voices in my head. <laughs> well, thank you, Glenn. That's Absolutely. reassuring. Yeah, sure. I, I, I sit up on a mountain uh-huh. alone, <laughs> enjoying oh, God's creation. Yeah, so, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go to CO2 is not a pollutant. Is you know, um, sequestration is dangerous. Uh-huh. And the fact that... that government money being involved in scientific research has shaded or biased the the literature really bad. But if you do an in-depth study, you can find in scientific research, and I understand scientific, the journal scientific research is not nature or the Reader's Digest. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's a good article by Lawrence, Dr. Lawrence, holding endemic and it's earth's magnetic field mm-hmm. the key to global warming right and i have said this for 30 years it's uh, the pleistocene for dramatic temperature variances long before man was on earth correlate exactly with magnetic reversal mm-hmm. and so then so there is science, good science, not this biased by government funding stuff to, sh- to show that CO2 is not the cause of climate change. Right. And, and then there's a, a little handbook called Climate at a Glance. Yeah. And it examines 30 prominent climate topics. And if we look at the scientific method, what you do is you put a hypothesis out there you make a prediction if that prediction doesn't come true then your hypothesis is wrong and you have to change your hypothesis right well good old john Kerry and al gore don't understand that. i think mm. john Kerry has his degree a bachelor of arts in political science and he's the climate star so this is politics, and it's. It, but now it, we have economic issues, and I, you know, this CO two coalition has put out a very good book, pamphlet book, Wyoming and climate change. They have other publications. They're renowned PhDs, and then you go to Wildfile. Yeah. And how they report this. And it's climate deniers, and these guys don't know what they're talking about. Uh-huh. And then I tried to, so I sent a one page statement to legislators and people, and I posted it on Facebook, and I tried to post it on Wildfire. Well, guess what? Mm-hmm. They don't want to know, they don't right. want the facts. They just want their political agenda, which 
you know, defunds people. And it, it in reality, this desperation stuff, mm-hmm. ExxonMobil loves it because it'll put out, put out of business the small producers right. because they just can't uh, compete in this environment when they have to do all this extra stuff for a tax break that when you as when you monitor and find CO2 in your monitoring array you have to repay that tax break and it's taken away from you and you know the guy behind this at DEQ I believe is Todd Parfit who's had a DEQ not qualified to be dis- to pushing this He's not a PG, a professional geologist, not licensed to practice geology, not licensed to practice engineering. And so we're playing politics, and good old Mark Gordon yeah. has a nice guy. Yeah. Gets really angry when you bring yeah. up climate. Well, now I like other things. I've always said, personally, I think Mark Gordon is a very good man, and I've always enjoyed his company whenever I've had a chance to talk to him. On this issue, though, wow. And the idea that he wants to do carbon sequestration for the purpose of, well, we got to keep coal and gas going because that, those are major industries here in Wyoming. Well, I got news for you. You can sequester all you want. The people who want to shut down coal, gas, and oil want to do it even if you sequester more than we put out. It doesn't matter. They want it all shut down. I got to run, Mark, to the next caller. I appreciate you jumping in there. Okay, now, I want to, Greg, before I take your call here, I'm actually going to say something nice about you, okay? You sitting down? I am. Okay. And so we have, and I've mentioned this to you before, there's Dave from San Francisco. And Dave lasts probably about 45 seconds on his show and he becomes an obnoxious jerk. Greg, on the other hand, Greg, I think maybe we found once one thing that you and I agree on. Well, there may be a few things. Maybe but, two. And there's probably more. Okay. Other than that, Greg, I love listening to your point of view, even though I don't agree with you, because you're at least a nice, funny guy to listen to. But you wanted to, what, blow off some steam here by the end of the weekend? Well, it, it, it's kind of interesting. Um, you know, uh, again, the, the last caller, I'm, I'm sure, is a geologist. I, I'm confident in that. And um, just because you don't get a designation, <laughs> yeah, like a PE or a PG... Right. Again, Todd Parfit, I'll just say Todd Parfit came up where you didn't need that. And um, I don't have those things. Uh, and I've been quite successful and, and, and quite well in my environment. Sure. Um, as to, to Wildfile not posting some of your comments, that happens to me quite frequently mm. at Wildfile yeah. <laughs> because of the tact you might take. You might have to reformat it. Now, with regards to that particular presentation... Yeah. Again, I've watched the Alex Eckstein's. I saw this presentation. My complaint about it is it was mind-numbingly simple, mm-hmm. i.e., what they were saying. And they just showed all these graphs saying basically every bit of our increase in food production over the last 50 years is strictly due to increase in carbon. I mean, that really, really is mind-numbingly uh, disparaging to all the people in the agriculture yeah. that have made tons of improvements 
that had nothing to do with CO2. Yeah. And, and to make that claim, and 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 uh, Sherry Steinmetz from Lingle just sitting there nodding, and everybody said, "Oh, we agree with all that." I mean, that is that is really uh, it debases uh, education and it debases the argument. So, uh, Wildfire's take on that is is to me correct because I watched right. that, and I also watched Turning Point USA bring that group down to the University of Wyoming again. There's nobody ever questions going. Wait a second, are you saying it's all CO2? Well, they shouldn't be saying that let's because just, let's just stop. Let's yeah. just stop doing everything in ag. Yeah. And just, and, I don't and, think they're uh, quite going that far. I mean, it is true, well, though, that's that what it said. I, I don't think they went that far. But I do agree with this, though. In uh, just even with our, in our lifetime, Greg, you know, and uh, I've watched as we have gotten better at farming and getting more and more and more out of it on less and less land. And a lot of that has to do because we're using things like petroleum products, for example, that we're able to produce so much more on so much land, and we end up with a vast surplus of food compared to the population. Now, does carbon help? Well, carbon in the soil, yes. Does CO2 in the air help? Yes, actually, it does. So you can't point to just one thing. It's actually a multitude of, of things. But here's my complaint about the – did you read the wildfire article? Um, I, I I have read most of it. Most of it, okay. Um, and I, I, I'll just say I watched that presentation right. as much as I could. My complaint um, – well, I very mind-numbing. Yeah, I, I understand if you try to watch the presentation and, yeah, it gets kind of – after a while, your brain starts to – I get that. I get that. Yeah, yeah I go You guys are – Here's my complaint about Wildfile, though. I have had, on a couple of occasions, received snippy little remarks from Wildfile because I've just flat-out said – why don't you guys just admit that you're a left-wing news organization? Just say what you are. That way you're not lying because they lie and say that they're non-biased. But they are biased and they're very biased to the left like AP News is, for example. And But they refuse to say that, oh, we're not biased. I read that article as a left-wing hate piece from somebody who was sitting in the room scoffing at the people who were speaking. That was not a fair and balanced article. Well... I, I kind of scoffed at the people making the argument, too, because of what they were showing. So yeah. I guess I get it from an educational standpoint. And I'll just say this. Um, the idea <laughs> that people think uh, the New York Times is a a liberal bias, I call it the Manhattan Inquirer. Mm-hmm. They are liberal bias. They got us into the Iraq war. Mm-hmm. So I see no – I mean, they're, they're hard to parse and read. So that's just kind of my take on – Okay. On that, I mean, I, again, I'm with you, too. I, I would rather see Trump and Biden gone. But um, if you're not going to get rid of Trump, uh, Biden is the man, has been a very good president. Oh, Better please. than Obama, okay. to be honest. I'm sorry. I'm no, going to have to let you me. go so I can turn over the garbage wheel <laughs> behind me and throw up. Hey, Greg. <laughs> well, ha- <laughs> I have to get something in. <laughs> yes, have a have great a weekend, weekend, Greg. Greg. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. It's well- it's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Join the show at 888-97-WOODS. Nine twenty three is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Our triple eight ninety seven Woods. The phone number 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. So, okay. 
once again, they are jumping the shark. You know what jumping the shark is? For those who don't know, I know there's most people out there do, but for those who don't, the television show Happy Days had been such a big success for such a long time, and they were running out of ideas, but they wanted to keep it going. So now they have a season finale, and they don't know what to do next to keep people watching for the next season. So they have the fawns out there on water skis with a ramp, and somebody had put a shark, uh, penned in a sh- Who would pen in a shark? <clears throat> but somebody penned in a shark, and there happens to be right next to it a ramp so a skier could jump on it. Why? That's, I don't... <clears throat> so fawns wearing swim pants, but still his leather jacket, and his hair is perfect, is on a dare, and he's going to jump the shark. It's one of, not the thing, but it's one of the things that led to the downfall of Happy Days, which was just a brilliant show, because it was so over-the-top ridiculous, nobody could buy it. This next story from the cult of climate change is yet another example of jumping the shark, as we race toward the apocalypse, according to them. So put on your respirator And let's fix that generator And while we're out, we'll mend our fences too See, I'm not afraid of dying Just got reasons for surviving I want one more day in the apocalypse with you Well... I can't, apparently, I didn't know this. It's unsafe for your kids to play outside. Yeah, you can go ahead and blame climate change for that. A recent article in The Hill claims that climate change is reversing multi-decades trend of improving air quality in the United States because of wildfires and ozones and heat waves and so on it's not even safe for your kids to play outside anymore that's just garbage of course air quality has been improving yes we have had a couple of years ago we had some bad fires but that was because of mismanagement of the forest by california and other states but yeah we had some bad fires out there but you know this past year in the United States, anyway, we had almost no fires at all. Canada had some, but we here in the United States had barely any fires. Worldwide, we don't have more firefighters than fires, pardon me, than ever before. It's just simply not the case. The article called Climate Change is Making It More Dangerous for Kids to Play Outside. That's the title of the article. Climate Change is Making It More Dangerous for Kids to Play Outside. So to be clear, the story says uh, First Street is strictly climate alarmism. It's a nonprofit group that often publishes studies meant to be for, uh, to frighten the public. Their predictions basically are based on climate modeling and tend to ignore actual data that's available, weather data, other projections, and so on. They do it all in just climate modeling. This kind of work should be taken not with just a grain of salt but with a massive big bag of it. According to the Hill study, authors say that by mid-century, the increased levels of soot in the air and ozone entering Americans' lungs, levels like we've never seen before. It's an odd claim, lacking any basis in fact. The Clean Air Act was invented, uh, came around 1963, and the EPA outlined its first standards 
uh, for ozone, 1971. And we actually have been achieving it with cleaner air. Oh, hang on a second here. Um, hey, Judy, are you uh-huh. able to hang on through the break to the bo- uh, bottom of the hour here? Sure. Yeah, okay, because you kind of slid into the plate here just at absolutely the wrong time. But that's okay, because I want oh, That's all right. Just go grab yourself a cup of coffee and uh, a puppy. You got puppies, right? Yep, I got kitties and puppies. Okay, gra- grab one of those. Hang on, and it's going to be just a couple minutes. We'll be right back with you. All right, thanks. So I, I want, well, you, we got to let Judy blow her cork before we get to the uh, end of the week here. And then it's okay after that. It's safe for us to go outside because Judy has had a chance to vent. Like I've told you, this program is therapy. I am your therapist. I sit in a padded room and I talk to myself. And you, much like Judy on hold, are the voices in my head. 929 is the time. Coming up on local news, right after local news, update on your weather forecast. Then we'll hear from Judy. It's still, boy, it's not even in the teens where I'm at right now. I was in at least 12 degrees a little while ago. I'm not even at right now. It's still snowing. Let's wake up, Wyoming. The Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. 936 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Okay, so back we go to the phones over here because we have to let her vent before we get into the weekend or it's not safe for the rest of us to go outside. Hey, Jude. Hey, good morning. I just wanted to... Talk a little bit about Chuck Gray. Um, he was in front of uh, one of the committees yesterday, and over the property tax thing and how only like eight bills made it through to committee, which most of them will probably be killed anyway. But um, he was being picked on Facebook because uh, this isn't going to make it to the ballot. This uh, voter integrity stuff isn't going to make it to the ballot because the guys that were doing the uh, petition didn't get it in on time and then they didn't check on the voter rolls and find out that a bunch of signatures are no longer on the voting rolls so they can't be counted so they're still short i don't know a couple three or four thousand but anyway chuck did a good job and i just wish people would not pick on him it's not his fault he told these guys that they had until that minute that gavel slammed down to get those signatures in, so don't blame Chuck. Secondly, um, George Soros just bought the second largest radio broadcasting network, and that includes New York and California, and it's called Odyssey, and it carries uh, iHeartRadio and 220 other stations. It's coincidental that he bought it just in time for the election, so any information that's coming out on your radios anymore, I wouldn't put too much stock in it. <laughs> Except for one then, particular show in Wyoming. Yeah, yours is fine. Okay. You're straight up and honest. But, <laughs> I mean, as far as the big, big ones like uh, New York and California yeah. and Los Angeles, 
don't buy into it. And third, let's talk about Fannie Willis. Uh-huh. I thought that was an interesting. I mean, I, I'm usually bored by court TV, but I had a great time because this woman just thought she was the cat's pajamas, man. Mm-hmm. She got busted lying under oath. Her interrogatories didn't match her statements that she made in the courtroom yesterday. And then uh, I don't know what you think, but um, as far as I've ever known, when uh, you take money from uh, the feds and you use it to pay your boyfriend to take you on expensive trips, and then claim to pay him back in cash, but nobody's got a record of it. Mm-hmm. Just coincidental, right? No, no, no nothing, nothing then, serious. You know, that's not even the big part about this. I don't give a rat's butt who she's doing and why she's doing it. The fact is, this woman and her boyfriend and Letitia James up in New York all were meeting with the White House uh, lawyers to file the charges against Trump, Okay. So this tells you this has been one big conspiracy. And I'm not sticking up for Trump, you know, as far as anything they want to claim he did. I'm one of those. The proof is in the pudding. You know, when it when the final gavel goes down and it says what happened, I'll I'll probably have to buy it. But anyway, in the, the thing with Fanny is everything she's doing is like money laundering. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how this woman can even face uh, the public right now. She should be ashamed of herself. Right. And, you know, it's kind of coincidental that all these guys are black, whether it's black DAs or black women DAs or black men DAs. I think they use that so that we won't pick on them because they're black so they can call us a racist if we do. Well, you know, they are what they are. You can take the hood out of the rat, but you can't take the rat out of the hood. Okay, Judy. So now here, let's go back to Chuck Gray real quick here for for him. People should realize that we have a budget session, and there's a lot of bills that we would love to see go through, but they're not going to make it because it's a budget session. You know, we're we're supposed to be doing the budget, right? So we're supposed to be doing the budget. I know, and there's like 300 bills, which they knew with that many bills, a lot of them were going to get killed right off the bat. So don't get mad if you have something you really want to see go through and it never makes it to the floor. Just remember, it's a budget session. It probably wasn't going to make it just because we're supposed to be focusing on the budget. Exactly. Exactly. Stick to the program. If it's a budget. Do a budget bill. Yep. If it's a, a law, do a law bill. And right. we do that, what do you say, every other year? Every other year, yep. We do. yep. All right. Have well, a great week. I got to run. All right. Have a great okay. weekend, Judy. I appreciate the call. Okay. So now I, I do see people get really upset because there's some bill that they wanted to see go through and it, it just didn't even get. It was just shot down. Never got a chance to even make it to committee. And in many cases, it's just because they only have so much time. So they're just not going to be able to do it. It's it's just a fact of a budget session, which is one of the things that I said I like, the fact that we cannot pass many laws in the state of Wyoming like other states do. I mean, imagine how bad we would be if we could pass laws constantly like others like Colorado, New York, you know, California, places like that. They're constantly just passing the most ridiculous, idiotic laws because they're allowed to pass as many as they want whenever they want. Well, we restrict that in the state of Wyoming. In fact, not only do I not like, I like that for Wyoming. Texas does that as well. I'd like to see every state do that. 
I would like to see the federal government do that, too. I'd like to seriously restrict when they can actually vote on laws and what those laws need to look like instead of these massive 350-page bills that they cram through in the middle of the night. I mean, we in Wyoming, one topic per bill. And it's got to be written in plain English. I mean, or, or we can't do it. It's that simple. It should be that simple on the federal level, too. This is how you know you've been married too long. So my husband makes me my coffee today, right? And as he's walking out the front door to go to work, he, like, winks at me. I have literally never been so scared to drink anything in my entire life. Well, that image is going to stick with you all day. AM 650, KGAB. Download the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Listen anywhere and chat live with Glenn during the show on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Nine forty-eight is the time off. We go to the ice box when Gambino is waiting by. Okay, Frank, as a cat person, I found the perfect, perfect birthday present for your cat. Um, more catnip? Uh, no. Less catnip. No, no, definitely not less catnip. Okay. Uh, Let's see here. So there's a picture of a table. It's a little bit smaller than a coffee table, a little bit higher up. Okay. And there are all sorts of different items, most of them glass, other just loud, clingy items, Mm -hmm. right? And they're all put around the table at the very edge. To see how many the cat will knock off. Yes, and this is like a competition or a game? Uh, d- no, no, it's the cat's birthday. Oh, it's the cat's birthday. <laughs> yeah. So, so what you do next time your cat has a birthday, just take like the end table. You got an end table next to your couch, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. clear it off, put it out there in the middle of the room, and take all sorts of items and just put it around. A value? Well, some things have to be broken, okay? Okay. Like there's a, <clears throat> pardon me, a light bulb there. There's some kind of yeah. a glass dish from the kitchen. But yeah. other stuff are just like loud, clangy things that would make a lot of oh, noise. Oh, like, you, you know, like uh, just plastic cups or metal yeah, plastic cups Plastic cups, something metal. Yeah, stuff yeah. like that. And just kind of put it around there. And then just put your cat in the middle of the table and say, happy birthday. And then just sit back, you know, with your phone and shoot video and watch. <laughs> and then you think to myself... Why did I do that? Yeah, right. Well, the cat because, won't, won't, know, won't even know it's his birthday. Oh, gosh. Well, but, you know, don't you do anything special for your cat now? No, do, do you get, it's any other day. Oh, do you, do you get him a toy? No, now it's any other day. Do you come home? I used to do this. Back when my grocery store used to ask paper or plastic. Yeah. I would get paper. Because I knew when I came oh, oh, home, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I would, as I was emptying out the bag of the food, I would throw the bag up in the air with a loud snap. And before it hit the floor, the cat had just took a running dive into the bag mm-hmm. and slid across the kitchen floor. Cardboard boxes are good, too, by yeah. Way. yeah. Do you bring cardboard boxes home for your cat? No, so they just show up, you know, out of, out of thin air, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, it's amazing. Do you have some kind of a porthole in your house? How does that work? <laughs> it's, it's amazing. You know, and it's not yeah. all liquor boxes. Okay. You know oh, I mean? okay. It's, it's yeah. fruit and, you yeah, know, stuff, stuff like that. You, know, you, and, you have uh, a very, in your Christmas tree still. Oh, of course. Your yeah. house is weird, Frank. Yeah, yeah, I know. And I'm weird. How about that? Boys high school basketball from yesterday. First in the 4A ranks. It was Cheyenne East over Laramie, 62-57. Cheyenne Central over Cheyenne South, 68-26. Natrona posted a nice win over Campbell County, 70-56. And in the 1A ranks, KC 
60 over Midwest, 66 45. On the girls' side from yesterday, east over Laramie, 44 38. Central over South, 64 38. Campbell County, a winner over the Trona, 56 36. And KC beat Midwest, 43 10. In boys' and girls' high school basketball tonight, Kelly Walsh on the road at Cody. Thunder Basin will be at the Trona. Cheyenne East will be at Cheyenne South. And Cheyenne Central will be at Laramie. In men's college basketball at the Division One level, the Wyoming Cowboys will be at San Jose State tomorrow night. Folks have had an up and down season, and then they are five and six in Mountain West play, twelve up and twelve down overall after a home loss to Utah State back on Wednesday. San Jose State has struggled this year; they're two and ten in league play and nine and sixteen overall. So this is a you know winnable game for Wyoming's point of view. Eight p.m. start on Saturday from San Jose. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY in Laramie. The Wyoming Cowgirl basketball team will be in Fort Collins tomorrow to take on Colorado State in round two of the Border War. The Cowgirls did not look all that great in their loss to Boise State over the weekend, so they are nine and three in Mountain West play, fourteen and nine overall. CSU six and seven in the league play, fifteen and nine overall. And the Cowgirls beat the Rams in the first meeting of the season. Twelve thirty start tomorrow from the Moby Arena in Fort Collins. Juco basketball from last night. The Casper College team swept Gillette College at the Erickson Gym. Tiber women improved the twenty one and five with a seventy two fifty two win as Angela Astorga led Casper with nineteen. Casper men beat Gillette Gillette eighty nine eighty two to get to eighteen and eight on the year. Darius Robinson with twenty five for the birds. Both of the Casper College teams will be at Northwest Apollo on Wednesday. The old Triple C basketball teams from Cheyenne will host Eastern Wyoming tomorrow afternoon. Stayed with the 3A and 4A boys high school swimming continues today in Laramie. The 4A boys semi-finals, excuse me, will start here at the top of the hour. Then there'll be the 3A prelims later on today and the 3A finals will be at 10 a.m. tomorrow. And those regional wrestling meets, 3A and 4A, Riverton and Torrington will be boys and girls and that'll be today and tomorrow. Girls from all the classes will be in one of those two sites. The rest of them are one-day regionals, the 4A West at Kelly Walsh, the 4A East in Gillette, the 2A East in Tongue River, and the 2A West will be in Shoshone. The state wrestling tournament begins on Thursday at the Ford Center in Casper. So it's snowing and 10 degrees, and I'm not going to complain. We've had so many nice days in a row, and this weekend's going to be nice, so I'm not going to complain. The weekend is now, and it's not nice. No, 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 no. The weekend starts, well, I mean, if you want to, but no, no, I'm starting Saturday, Sunday. It's going to be really nice days. And I'd say get out there. Actually, Don Day suggested get out and enjoy Saturday. I think I'm going to, yeah, it, yeah. I'm going to postpone any travel for today. And travel yeah, that's a good tomorrow. idea, yeah. All right, hey, have a great weekend. You too. Yeah, okay, coming up on some local business that we have to take care of. Going to roll into news time after that national local update on the weather forecast. If you haven't done it already, two things on the Wake Up Wyoming site, if you would. There's how to get help to the family uh, that, lo- well, the police officer who died up in Sheridan. Uh, there's a wife and a kid left behind. Also, uh, the woman who lost her house because of the whole engagement with the police. There's people trying to help her out. Also, that fun video on the trip that I took at the Glendo Reservoir riding an airboat on ice. All of that on the Wake Up Wyoming site. Have a great weekend.